Okay, now now we got the right back in track. Woo! I don't feel very good, and I'm really hungover and tired, but I'm going to try and do this whole two hours in spite of that. It's your old pal Rory here. It's aw, man. And we just heard Nervous Gender 
The Scandinavian Dilemma from Live at Target. Remember going to live shows? Wasn't that really great when you can go out and see a concert? I remember those days. That was released in 1980 by Subterranean Records. It actually features a bunch of other bands on there, too, uh, other than Nervous Gender. And as you can tell, it sounds really good for a live recording. The whole thing does. So, I'm going to play a song by Dee Dee Pitt next. It's titled Lars Are Up. It's Dutch, and I was hanging out with a bunch of Dutch people once a long time ago when you could hang out with people, and they thought this song was really funny. I had no idea that the title implied this, but Lars Are Up sounds really similar to Fuck Off in Dutch. But the title actually translates to booted on. So I think it's kind of a clever double entendre sort of thing. This was put out by Phillips in 1966 as a single.
propastí velkých snů. Tak dej se k nám a projdem svět. Najdem těch pár moudrých věc. Kde bude pár, to pán Yep. That was 
Marta Kubishova. The song was, help me out, Google Translate. Or in English. So come to us and walk the world. That's not a very good English pronunciation, so I have no idea how reliable its Czech pronunciation is either. But anyway, so come to us and walk the world is what it would translate into. Um, that comes from Songi a Ballady, released in 1969 by Supperphone in Czechoslovakia. Then we heard before that Riel of Argentina. Ispacio Interior 2 from the album Espacio Interior put out last year on the Bundia label. Then there was from Lithuania Kurtukai with Ilgas Planus Texatius. It's a version of Long Tall Texan. I think that was released in 1968. I found it on a compilation called Cracks in the Iron Curtain, which is just this download-only kind of thing. I don't know what the deal with it is other than that. I tried to find information on it online. Didn't turn up anything. Uh, Before that, Zilched of Detroit, the song was Hollow. That was self-released in 2018 as part of Pulling Teeth. And to start it, we heard D.D. Pitt, Lars Are Up, put out in 1966 by Phillips. Next, I'm going to play something by Oilmen. It's called Tub of Guts. They have a new release out. I played something from it a couple weeks ago. It's really good. This EP, Expect Excellence, is also quite good. Maybe not as well recorded as their new release, but the song's still pretty darn solid. So this came out in 2018. And here comes...
God's. A tub of God's. A tub of God's. A tub of God's. Sun's down, skinny late. You see me with my thumb held high. 
I forgot to mention thanks to people for telling me the stream was down. My internet crapped out. That was a little while ago. No, sir. I didn't like it. No, sir. I did not like it. It has all day to crap out. Why does it have to happen now? 
I don't know. Meanwhile, we heard music by the Feminine Complex just now. That was Hide and Seek from their 1969 LP, Live and Love, put out by Athena. Then there was Gin Gillette, Train to Satanville, from a single Musicon, put out in 1961. Crush, before that, with There You Go, from Sugarcoat. They released that in 2018. I also played something by them a couple weeks ago. From their new EP, which is very, very good. And you can find both of those, Sugarcoat and the new EP... At their Bandcamp page. Anyhow, uh, Sugarcut was released in 2018 by Numavi Records. Then it was Lee Hazelwood and his crew, the Shacklefords, California Sunshine Girl, put out through his Lee Hazelwood Industries label as a single in 1967. And to start, our old pals, Oilman, Tub of Guts from Expect Excellence. Next, going to play something by the Zacons called Wasted. That's put out, or was put out, and probably is still put out, by Kuka Records in 1961 as a single. And we're going to Zack on with our pal Zach Coons. After this set with I'm Allowed, gonna give old boy a call. We're gonna talk a bunch of nonsense. So that's to come in the next 20 minutes or so. And then what else we got? We have a whole, or I have, why, why do I keep saying we? It's just me here. I'm not trying to fool you. I have a whole set of songs for you dedicated to mental instability after I talk to Zach. And then, you know, a whole bunch of other stuff. As we get into hour two of two. Yeah, where was I? The Zacons, that's right.
It's a sick, sick, sick world, and it's waiting for you.
from an album they put out in 2019, November to be precise, and it's a goodie. The title translates from Polish to English to mean stay home if you can, which uh, is quite accurate for these days, naturally. The title itself being, help me out, Google Translate. There we go. Highly recommended listening. As you can tell, not only are the songs good, the album is really well recorded too. I appreciate their use of dynamics in the arrangements of of the songs themselves. It's always good when a band isn't trying to constantly beat you over the head with loudness. Instead, you know, you got some peaks, you got some valleys, you got some ups and some downs, and they do it real well. What else do we hear? There was Shauna Lang with 1905. That's taken from a single by the Vertigo label from 1972. Uh, Then there was the Altics with Gorilla Hunt, also from a single put out by Door, D-O-R-E, in 1962. Before that... Katerina Casili Sole Spento through the CGD label in 1967 on a single. Then from an upcoming release by Ganser, as in the band is Ganser, we heard Psy Ops. It's from Odd Talk, the record, and that'll be put out later this month by No Trend. There's three other songs, two other songs on their Bandcamp page. That you can go listen to right now. And to start, the Zacons with Wasted. And it is indeed time to talk to Sir Zach Coons. How about we give him a call right now? I hope I keep my mailman called Mr. Mac away from Zach. Hello there, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> hey pal. Uh, I don't know, I'm not going to get into the details about how I'm doing. Uh, no comment might oh, be a better really? way to go. Yeah, you know, this, uh, this is all about you here right now, my friend. How are you doing? That's a better question. <laughs> I'm not bad. I'm not. I'm. 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 I'm pretty. I'm doing pretty good. I had a really wild dream last. I actually had a whole series of very wild dreams last night that culminated in it was the. I guess it was kind of like an Ita- It was where he was. He was an Italian American guy, kind of like he talked like he was from the, the television program The Sopranos, and he was on the stage. Uh, in front of thousands of people, like a hundred thousand people were out in front of him, and he was holding up this uh, that braided bread, uh, that called challah. You know, he was holding it up like it was the skull from Hamlet, and looking up at it, 
And he said something, and I'm kicking myself because I woke up like right after he said it because I, I actually woke myself up from laughing because he was addressing this bread in front of this big crowd of people. And uh, <clears throat> I, I, I laughed so hard that it woke me up. I, I woke up like it, like roll, rolling out of the bed laughing. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so, and I, I had to go, I had to take a piss really quick. So I, I went, went to do that. And then as soon as, I, like, while I was taking a piss, I was like, man, I got to write that down. That's gold. That's gold, what that guy said. And I got back to the, uh, I got back to my bed. And I just immediately went back to sleep. And now I can't remember what he said. <laughs> oh, man. That's all I got to say about that. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Well, that's true. It's really anticlimactic. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I, like, I, I, I feel like my day would be going a lot better if I remember what that guy said. Because I would be saying to myself all day long. <laughs> I bet it was good, and it's unfortunate because there's probably no way you will ever find out what he said. No, there's no, there's yeah, there's no like, uh, there's no rewind button in a dream or anything like that. You know, you what you what you got? What you, I don't, I don't really have re- recurring dreams all that often. I get I'll this one, like, uh, where I don't. Did I ever tell you about this? I get this one where I'm back in school or some kind of similar setting. And then there's this class or exam that I just forgot about and hadn't been doing anything with or a paper or something like that. And then I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, I got to go start going to that class again. And it's it's really stressful. I don't know why I keep getting that. I've talked to other people. They said that they have the same dream. I don't know if it, what yeah, that's supposed to mean. I've heard, I think that's a really common dream. I forget what the mean. I think I've, like, I've heard something even say what the meaning is to that i don't remember i've never had that kind of dream it's basically like a dream where and there's a lot of variations of it where you're just more or less you're just unprepared is from is is the way that i understand it you know it's like you're you're in you're in this situation where you're going to have to deliver but you're not you're not prepared to to, to deliver it's like you're going to have a test a lot of people have the one where you have you're going to have a test or something but you haven't studied for the test at all. Yeah. Being unprepared, that's pretty much the story of my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, I think I, I'm, I'm at the stage of my life where I'm so unprepared that it just doesn't even matter anymore. There's just nothing for, like, it's <laughs> when you peel away the, when you pe- peel away the, uh, the kind of mask of life, you know, you kind of, you start to realize that there's, there's nothing to prepare for. There's, it's, it's, it's this real, you know, it's this life is just this surreal, mysterious puzzle. And all the things you do, all the things that people do to pre- prepare, they ultimately get swept away anyway. It doesn't really matter. And uh, all the, all of our, all of the end goals that, that people strive to achieve, but, you know, through years and years of preparation, ultimately are pretty much illusion they don't really matter all that much either so you know what what is there to prepare for really just kind of it just to my mind it's it's not there's nothing all that important to prepare for uh you know it's i i I prefer i really prefer the how quizzical and strange life is I, i really like that aspect of it i don't like i don't i don't say those kind of things in a nihilistic way at all. I say it very much in a way of appreciating that about life, that all of the things that we think are really important really actually aren't all that important at all. 
their illusion. They don't, they don't really. There's no. They're not grounded in any any ultimate reality because we really can't understand the ultimate reality. Human beings have limited consciousness at best, so we can't understand. You know, we, we can't understand the the concrete, deepest levels of reality. We're we're just so far behind that in our in our stage of consciousness that we'll, we'll never get to there. So there's nothing to prepare for. It's it's all just wild anarchic glee, in, in my opinion. And I'm I, I cheer that. I think that's a I think that's a, a good. I'm I'm happy to live that way. You know, if and when I can. And you know something, even if you could prepare for it, I think we'd be pretty late in the game. Our, our lives are about halfway through at best, so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, might as well just coast yeah. with it and see what happens, I guess. Yeah, that's right, you know, it's, it's, uh, I, I always, it's kind of like, it's kind of like going down a water slide head first, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's. And not really knowing what's at the bottom. Well, knowing what's at the bottom, but not knowing exactly what's going to happen. <laughs> I mean, I know what's at the bottom. I mean, I know that I'm going to be annihilated, you know, sooner or later. Uh, you know, really, sooner rather than later, if you think about, like, the, if you think about the cosmic calendar, I'm going to be annihilated pretty soon. You know, when you think about the context of how old the universe is, I mean, all of our lives are just, just really, in, just, this incredible flash in a pan that that you know, don't really don't really amount to all that much, but they're they're significant in the degree of significance we can put, like the the the, the degree of how much we can embrace that. I think when, you know our, our lives can be very significant in that way. How 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 deeply can you live? The brevity of your life is a is a and and how unusual it is to even be alive, you know, like you're just the 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 odds that we're even alive is so slim, you know, like we're you know, it's if if you look at how how many sperm came out of your, your father, you know, like it was very unlikely that one sperm out of the whatever millions and millions of sperm, one you know, the one sperm that would become you became you so it's it's like a, a sh- really shocking shuddering miracle that that anybody's alive on this planet and our reality just seems to be this more or less this, this congenital hallucination it's like it's like an agreed upon hallucination that all of our values all of the things that we hold true all the things that we see in front of us that it are is there's degrees of interpretation <laughs> So we're all agreeing that the things that we're seeing are the things that we're seeing. We've given them names, or we've agreed upon the names. Like all those, all those things are just agreed upon. They're not really based in in any any in any form of objective truth. They're they're really really shoddy subjective truth at best. So you know, I don't know. That's I I, I kind of that kind of thing really thrills me. I don't I don't look at that as like a upsetting thing at all or or distressing I, I think of that as like wow i'm pretty i'm pretty lucky to, i'm pretty lucky to be alive you know some sometimes it sometimes there's so many hardships put upon your life just by just by virtue of the way that other people choose to live in the world that that can make it seem like you know to be alive is it is, is, can be pretty troublesome but 
then that's all just kind of a matter of the way that you look at that is I mean the the your the perspective at by which that you use to even interpret that is can be it, it, you know it's, it's kind of it's a, a very loose lens and you can you can apply another lens that's kind of I, I think that's a pretty neat thing yeah I'll give it that I mean it beats the alternative <laughs> yeah not being alive not being anything not existing at all the void I don't I don't that doesn't hold any romance at all for me no <laughs> I haven't I haven't I'm very, I'm very pro being alive. I want to be. Alive. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm. I really enjoy being alive. I, I, I uh, there are aspects of it that I that I don't enjoy, generally speaking, because of the way that 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 the world has been interpreted for me, and like the, <clears throat> I don't know, the different kind of whatever the different the different kind of phenomena that I have to tiptoe through that was created by somebody else that doesn't really seem grounded in the, in any kind of justice at all and is really kind of based in cruelty and absurdity <clears throat> but even that you know it's it's better than the alternative non non-existent I, I don't that doesn't that doesn't do it for me at all yep yeah it's you know does it's so weird because it's not even like one person knows what the hell's going on these days anyway <laughs> everything's no. a big mess nobody knows yep the, yeah, the only thing you can really do is, is evaluate it, such as how the, the Ren and Stimpy horse does to the effect of, No, sir, I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, that horse is very wise. Yeah. Have you ever, have you ever, heard, have you ever seen a horse piss? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I have, actually. It's, it is truly shocking, especially a male, a male horse. <laughs> the intensity of the volume of a of a male horse pissing is something that I will never forget in my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had we had horses on the farm when I was a kid, and uh, you'd always have to stay away from them because if they'd piss, especially if they were pissing on a rock, they it would splash everywhere. You'd it'd get on you if you were anywhere close to it. They'd get they'd get it all over themselves. They just don't they don't care, man. They'll. And the, the yeah, the intensity, the volume of their piss is just well, it's a thrill to watch, really. You know, from afar, definitely not close. But <laughs> yeah, I know the smell. I definitely would not want to get horse piss on me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, sir, I wouldn't like it. <laughs> yeah, imagine the imagine the the horse from and Stimpy pissing on one of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He'd be indifferent That's, towards uh, it naturally, but yeah, the victim, <laughs> Ren or Stimpy, yeah. would not be happy about it. Oh no, especially Ren. Ren would go. At, I think Stimpy might, you know, get some kind of. Stimpy seems to really in, enjoy some some things that are are kind of I would consider abhorrent. That are kind of you know just kind of transgressive or whatever you want to say about it. But Ren would go absolutely ballistic for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I was, I have, I've had this song, my, my, my roommate has this, has this dog named Ernie. Well, you, you met, you met Ernie, I believe. My roommate Eve has this, this dog named Ernie. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, uh, he's got this, this has been cracking me up all week, and this song that she's been singing to him and kind of saying to him over and over again, it's really been on my head. 
he has this I think it's like a little bit of a sore on his arm or something. He's he's licked the the fur off his arm or something like that's going on. I don't know what it is exactly, but uh, she uh, she 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 has been saying no Ernie, no chew, or no no Ernie, no lick. And she at one point she put it to the uh, to the tune of "No Woman, No Cry" by Bob Marley. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, I've been thinking about that a lot this week, and just really having having a nice laugh or ten about that. <laughs> yeah, maybe she should put that in a recording or turn it into a full, fully fleshed out song. Oh man, I'd listen to that constantly. <laughs> yeah, I'd play it here. I I'm like sure. It. Oh man, well maybe we'll have to work on it today. <laughs> maybe we'll have to work on a. You know, we're on we're we're. We're marooned anyway, so maybe we'll maybe we'll all get you know we all we all play music here in this house, so maybe we'll all get in the get in the studio and work up a nice little version of No Ernie No Chew today. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd love to. I'd love to have like the the backup drums be like the sound that he makes when he's like you know that how intense a dog licks. You know how like the intense like you know how that just, how crazy they go. It's almost as intense really of how something. how much a, a horse pisses out <laughs> when it does well yeah you know i guess if you're closer i mean just the, the sound of a horse like pissing on a rock is like a thunder it's crazy <laughs> or like the oh man i'm getting off topic but i i love to talk about horses pissing and pooping shitting i guess or whatever you want to say man the sheer volume that a horse can shit and the steam that comes off of it after it happens yeah I have seen that. Oh man, <laughs> that's what I—that's what I call a thrill. I, a cow does that too because we used to go. Uh, well, I mean, I still kind of do this, but I, I, when I was younger, if you're looking for psilocybin mushrooms, that's the best place to find it. Is, is in or near, in or around horse horse shit or or cow shit. So we used to go to the neighboring farms that had cows when I was in high school. Go around and kind of look in and around the, that the horse patties and the cow patties looking for the looking for you know the you know, whatever the more the magic mushrooms looking around for them and it's just shocking how much they can how the volume of the amount that they can shit especially their diets they seem like they don't i mean they eat a lot i guess but it doesn't seem like it would produce that that incredible volume of shit but boy oh boy they really They've surprised me a time or two. That's 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 a fact, Jack. Yep, they got a few tricks up their sleeve when it comes to generating large piles of excrement. It seems. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's that's something to be proud of, in my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Way to go, horses. <laughs> we're we're behind you one hundred percent on that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much the the measure by which I I I decide whether. Something in the universe has a happy life <laughs> if they can manage to <laughs> if they can manage to provide, produce a, a, a large pile of steaming shit. <laughs> then I think they've got a very good life in life. <laughs> yeah, they're doing pretty good for themselves in that way. <laughs> yeah, they're eating well. You know that for sure. That is true. If your diet isn't if you're if you're not eating well, if your diet isn't up to snuff, you're just not you you know you get constipated. So they're they're eating. That's one of the you know that's definitely a measure by which you decide whether you're living well. Is it, are you eating well? And if you are, then 
That's a big you know, one to cross I, off the know. list, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, you know, I look at that in my own life for sure. I don't, I can't keep up with a horse for certain, but, you know, I, I certainly keep track of my volume too, you know, not, <laughs> I don't, I don't pit myself against a horse, but <laughs> I certainly want to, I want to, I want to produce a, I want to produce a, an X amount of volume myself per week, per day, whatever it is. Yeah, within your own league. Uh, yeah, you know, I'm not going to put myself up against a horse. That would be a big mistake. I'd just be, I'd be cruising for a bruise in there. <laughs> It'd be impressive if somebody set that aside as a mission to see if they can generate as much waste as a horse. I don't think it's humanly possible. I, I'm, I know, yeah. You just have to eat like lentils every meal is all I, <laughs> all I can think of. That's what it does it for me. Is lent- I do eat lentils pretty often. I eat lentils probably... Oh, I eat lentils once a day at least. And uh, but you just have to eat a, a giant portion of them every single meal with beans or you know all all this kind of stuff that uh, yeah I don't know I don't know how you do it. Yeah, and you just I have mean, to I constantly really... be eating basically. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, you wouldn't get any joy in it because you'd be overeating. I don't, I don't get it. I hate overeating. Yeah. I you know I, I really I really enjoy eating, but overeating. It's one of the worst feelings, you know. It's it's like it's like the the sin that you commit that you pu- that punishes you by the by where you know by the act itself. The act, you know, the act of gluttony is its own punishment because of how terrible you feel after you do it. Yeah, I would agree. Well, I think that might be a subject we can. Uh, continue on with in the future. I, I have some comments I could continue to make, but we're getting close to actually the 20 minute mark here. <laughs> so, oh man. <laughs> so yeah, I think we <laughs> might want to wrap it up. Started. <laughs> yeah. We could just turn this wow. radio to show and, and both of us blab and I'm sure it wouldn't be too difficult. <laughs> yeah. I don't think anybody wants to hear that for, for two hours for sure. <laughs> you know. Yeah. 20 minutes is, is, is definitely everybody's maximum. That's my max. The ju- I try to make it my maximum for amount I want to talk over the course of a day. I usually go over that, but yeah, that, that, that'll, that'll, that'll just about do it. But yeah, we can, we can get back to the subject of uh, everybody's favorite subject of horse excrement next week. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I'm already looking forward to it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, buddy. It's been great talking to you. Can't, can't wait to tune back in. <laughs> All right, pal. Be seeing you. I'll be seeing you, pal. Goodbye. Bye. There we go. Our pal Zach talking some horse excrement. And I think it's time to move on to some tunes. I'm going to play this whole next set of songs about mental instability and or losing your mind. And we'll start with Cousin Herbert Henson with a song called Lose My Mind. A red hot fever running up my spine Her kisses hit me like a barrel of wine My baby loving really got me blind If she ever leaves I know I lose And 
I pay the bills End up with a headache and a box of pills Work all my gal is the roving kind If she ever leave me, I'll lose my mind Give my gal the eye Afraid I'll lose her to some other guy Give me a little come on and a soft sweet wine If she ever needs I know I'll be I can't hardly Shiver and I quiver and I get so weak Hope I never lose this love and gal of mine If you ever leave me, I know I lose my mind I Lose my mind Oh, lose my mind If I ever, ever leave your bed, I know I lose my mind
mind to save from self-destruction it's the rubber room where a man can run into the wall till his strength makes him fall and lie still and wait for help in the rubber room From his blurry vision of doom A sign The man in the room right next to mine Screams a woman's name Hits the wall in vain He's in the room I hear footsteps pounding on the floor God, I hope they don't stop at my door. Mm, I'm in the rubber Now they've come to get me, but they find I'm a screaming pretty words, trying to make them rhyme. I'm in the rubber how I can use my echo in reference to that song and it's not as gratuitous as usual. It's interesting because Porter Wagner actually spent some time in a mental institution. So that song he put out sometime after that. So at least in part derived from personal experience. Also heard from Jack Reno before that. We All Go Crazy, that came out in 1969, through Dot, 
And for what it's worth, if anybody cares, that uh, Porter Wagner song, The Rubber Room, came out in 1971 by RCA Victor. Forgot to, to mention that. Um, then there was Buddy Larson before Jack Reno. You Drive Me Out of My Mind from 1963. Single as well. Came out through a label called Jabbar or Jabbar. I don't know. J-A-B-A-R. You be the judge. Uh, then Screamin' Jay, I Hear Voices, also from a single, came out through Enrica in 1970. It's pretty neat, floating around on some kind of a release. I can't remember what it is now. Uh, it's a bunch of outtakes of Screamin' Jay recording his overdubs for vocals on that song. I could listen to that song all day, so... It was right up my alley to listen to a bunch of outtakes from it in succession, and they're pretty cool. Uh, and to start what I dubbed our mental instability set, Cousin Herbert Jensen, come, no, co- Cousin Herbert Henson, Lose My Mind, again from a single, this one came out in 1958 by means of Tally. Okay, I'm going to play The World's Greatest Sinner next. It's by Baby Ray and the Ferns, which is an alias for Frank Zappa and his crew. The title of the song is in reference to the movie of the same name, since this was part of the soundtrack. Frank Zappa said that it's probably the worst movie ever made. I've watched it, and it is really enjoyable. It's really bizarre. I think you could do a lot worse than The World's Greatest Center for a movie. I'd suggest checking it out. Anyway, that came out through Donna Records in 1963 as a single.
strangest creature you ever seen. He's the world's greatest sinner. He's the world's greatest sinner. As a sinner, he's a winner. I mean, he's no beginner. He's rotten to the core, baby. You can't say no more. He's the world's greatest sinner.
Yeah, Vic Team, Misery Core, comes from an album they put out last year through October Tone, Me Trunk, Me Jam. Then there was The Scientists, It Must Be Nice, from The Human Jukebox, put out in 1987 by Carbon, that's Carbon with a K. Then, before The Scientists... Antoinette, There He Goes, The Boy I Love, released by Piccadilly in 1964 as a single. Then, Decibels, Dimanche, from their album Rock Francais, put out last year by Pegas, the label. And to start, Baby Ray and the Ferns, The World's Greatest Sinner put out by Donna Records in 1963. So we're getting pretty close to the end of the old show here. I won't talk too much longer so as to fit in the greatest possible amount of music before we get to the very end. I'll come back and back announce the whole lot of it, but here is Pigeon with Concern put out last year as well on their EP Bug through This Charming Man Records.
Cat. That song was called Stop, as you might have guessed. That was from her single that came out in 1966 through RCA Victor. And then before that, Enchanters 4 with Like Tough. Also found on a single through Dan in 1964. Then to uh, go backwards further, I guess. I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. USA Nails, See Yourself, from their Isolation Party Live EP that just came out. You can find that at their Bandcamp page. The whole thing is good. Before USA Nails, Karen Elling of West Germany, Er liebt mich nicht mehr, put out in 1966 by CBS. Then also from Germany, Pigeon. The song was Concern. It's found on Bug. Put out by This Charming Man Records last year. So that is everything for this week. Thanks to all the people who listened to this little live stream here. Have the replay up pretty soon. And thanks to anybody who's going to check that thing out too. I'll be back again next week. With a whole pile of stuff along these lines and who knows what else. Uh, 
So, one more song to wrap it up for good. That's Don Gibson with the very appropriately titled for these times, Give Myself a Party, though it came out in 1958 by means of RCA Victor on a single. Bye-bye. myself a party and serve old memories give myself a party think of how I used to be remember all the happiness that we once knew I'm gonna give myself a myself a party and serve old memories give myself a party think of how it used to be remember all the happiness that we once knew I'm gonna give myself a after yourself as they always say because no one else will let us get the fuck out of here be seeing you and you